is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, welcome everybody. Schaefer Baseball Report, another Friday afternoon. We bounce from Wednesdays to Fridays right now. We've got Ray Special Torres in the house, Andrew Wontulzyk, and uh, later on we're going to be uh, bringing in another guest, Todd Freeman from Blast Motion. That's here watching Queens. Queens plays today against Anderson University. Put themselves in a good situation if they win two. Then it looks like they end up in the top four in the conference, which means they don't have to play the, the play-in game to get into All the nice. conference. So they got a chance. They can set their rotation. It does a lot of different things for them. So, but it's, uh, it, it, it's pretty amazing to watch, you know, where they're at now as far as the team overall you know from when this whole thing started and when jack mcdowell started it and it was a club team and you know you were taking every broken tool out there just to put a team together and you know and you're playing different organizations that you know they're not conference games or anything like that but you know they they were baseball games and they were college baseball games and you know that was a tough gig a tough a tough start from any organization to go ahead and, and go that route and you know, Jack did everything that Jack was, you know, supposed to do in that scenario, you know, and, and on top of it, what we see out here in Queens, this is part of Jack's vision, too. He was a big piece of what we did with the complex. And they were looking for a field, um, you know, for Queens University because they were getting ready to have a club one year and then they were jumping into the NCAA mm-hmm. Division Two into the SAC and they didn't have a home field. So we uh, we met with, uh, with Morris's group, CMR out here and UDACF and CMR came together, purchased the land and. You know, now you come out here and it's, you know, people are amazed when they walk out here and they and they look at the field. It was fun yesterday, man. We had seven guys out there, six guys out there yeah. working on the field, you know, yeah. scraping up the chalk, cutting the grass, rebuilding the mounds, yeah. you know. Oh, really? Yeah, redoing first base, you know, a little bit of lull got in there from, you know, the players and the base runners. And it was cool, man. It was it was fun. It was clicking on all cylinders. It was, uh, it, I, I enjoy that. The atmosphere out right now is pretty well, nice. When, when Shafe turns his like his hat around, that's how you know he's ready to. <laughs> I never go backwards. <laughs> I never go. I never turn around. But yeah, I flipped it around that day yesterday. But it was uh, it's amazing when it all comes together and you know cleaning the whole place up. You know, I mean, again, this place gets really it gets trashed fast with a lot of people. You know, yeah. so if you don't oh. jump on it immediately, it's you know, I'm, I'm I, I got to say there's you know there's definitely a point of, of disappointment in some of the people. You work so hard to give them a great facility to play in, beautiful facility. They see us walking around all day long, mm-hmm. see us changing out trash cans, rocks, you know, rocks, oh. everything. Oh, rocks! So that was the worst mistake we ever made. But well, people but don't. But people don't clean up. You know, I mean, like you it's know, you, you get up and you got six bottles next to you. That's you know, horrible. Just put them in the trash. On your way just out. put them in the trash. And well, there's plenty of trash cans around here. I think but, it's Yankee Stadium where you got to host us. Yeah, well, you're paying you know eight hundred dollars for a ticket. I'd leave my trash there too. <laughs> So, can't hear anything. Oh, well, I can't hear myself. Can't hear yourself. Not, not a lot better. There you go. Yeah. We made a move. So yeah. Todd, we'll make sure that you know we, we get Todd. But yeah, so it's they they got they got a two game series today. They're supposed to play one. They're going to play a double header. Rain's coming tomorrow, so they want to make sure that they get you know at least two in. Um, PJ, uh, uh, how do you say his last name? Zazaki. I can't. Zokshi. I, I can't. I, <laughs> it's uh, but he's the head coach at. Um, at Anderson, if you look at their roster, Ray, it's they got seven, eight New Yorkers on it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's good. Coming out of you know Anderson, South Carolina, yeah. But that's his connections. He's a Long Island kid, and he's uh, so he's got a lot of people up there that you know that connect. A lot more people should do that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good players up on the island. A lot of good players. And everybody wants to come south. south. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if uh, you know, that's uh, how's the kid from Australia doing for Queens? Kids. He's not playing as much as he did in the past. They're platooning quite a bit, but you know he seems to produce when he gets in. Yeah, he was raking no, last he year. Had, yeah, he yeah, had, he had a good year last year. I think he went like 10, 13 games or yeah, something like on, that. Yeah, he, he was on fire. Nice I mean, yeah. yeah, I know he had like a eight or nine consecutive hit streak. Yeah, so how did, how, did, how, how does Queens get a guy from Australia? That was Jack. That, that was, was Jack. Jack. Yeah. He's one of he's one really? of Jack's guys. Yeah, wow. there's, there's very few of those guys left that uh, that Jack brought in, and uh, you know he was definitely a good piece. You know, along the way they came. So, yeah, he's fun. He's a great kid. I mean, all the, I mean, all these kids out here are so respectful. I mean, it's it's a treat being around. You know, this group of kids. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's you just you see it. You know, it's unfortunate, man, because I see you see so much chirpiness and BS going on in the high school games and things like this. It's just it takes away from the you know the spirit of the game or whatever. It's just it seems like who could be the biggest mouthpiece. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everything is like uh, it's 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 just extra now. Like you know, what I mean, hitting a yeah. home run, guys just doing crazy, 
crazy stuff at the home plate. And yeah. I mean, it's just like so much more. I mean, it's cool. Hey, great. They're having fun. But it's just like there's, you know, hey, you had a, a game tying home run. Great. You know what I mean? The, you know, you went an 8-1 hit a home run. I mean, come on. Act yeah, like you've done man, it before. There's, yeah. a re- there's a respect for the game that yeah. has to be that has to be done. You know, and, and you can't you can't. You're not allowed to police it yourself anymore. Yeah, you can't police it. You know, if that stuff happened when I was playing, you know, not saying, oh, when I was playing, it was the greatest time. But, I mean, for, you know, 100 years, somebody did something like that. We policed ourselves. The next guy paid, man. Absolutely. The next guy paid. and uh, Absolutely. It's just not there. It's just, it's it's funny. I mean, these are, you know, what do you call them, Andrew? Highlight reels on, on, you know, social media and everybody's, you know, trying to, to generate attention. Um, which is which is kind of a good segue into uh, you know one of the things I want to talk about. Clayton Kershaw goes yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Six outs, six outs away from a perfect game, never threw a perfect him. game, and, and they pull him. And yeah. um, you know, I guess like it or hate it. You know what? I understand. I understand it. <laughs> I, I mean, as a baseball fan, I would absolutely be like, you know, yeah, God, dog, man, this guy's yeah. gonna throw a perfect game, and I got tickets to this game, and yeah. it's Clayton Kershaw, it's going to the Hall of Fame, and I can tell generations that I was at his, yep. at his perfect game, right? So that's that's disappointing for the fan. Yeah, but for, understand it as a business part, as well, far as you know, you know. So the, 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 yeah, so at the point right now, I mean, your fresh outs, his first start, he only threw five innings in spring mm-hmm. training. Oh wow! Yeah, so coming off like, an injury. Coming off an injury, hasn't been healthy. You you know, they have a team that, you know, they should run away with that division. Mm-hmm. You know, they really should. I mean, they have that good of a club. You know, they're going to win 106, 107 games, maybe 108. Um, so, you know, you want this guy in the end. I mean, this is a salty vet that's pissed, pitched in postseason. And, you know, you want to make sure that this guy's healthy going forward. So I, I would bet that, you know, Dave Roberts is watching this happen you're six outs away. Six outs could be 30 pitches, 40 pitches. I mean, is yeah. that, you know, is that beyond what you really want to send yeah. Clayton Kershaw out there for? I know that he's walking out to the mound going to get that ball going. You know, this is the toughest thing I've ever had to do. Or one of the toughest things I've ever had to do yeah. is pull a guy Darn with it. his credentials, go into the Hall of Fame, may never get a chance to do this again. And you got to take the rock from him because, you know, you got to win a ball game. So, you know, it, rightfully so. If that's you, Ray, how would you feel? Handing the ball over. Oh, I, I mean, listen, you'd have to cut my hand off to take the ball from me. But I mean, I, and on the flip side, as a manager, I think, you know, I'd probably watch it a little bit longer. Like, how's those outs, right? Mm-hmm. Are, is he, is, are they long outs? Soft he, outs, punch yeah, people out. Yeah. yeah. Is he, is he dominating? You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, I mean, if he's struggling to get outs, all right, hey, let's not, let's, let's pull him. But if he's, you know, you know, eight pitch innings, you know, I mean, it's, it's so, so tough, but yeah. I get it. It's the beginning of the year, but you know, I don't well, listen, like it. I, I wanted know, to see him finish it. You what? I'm, I'm sure he was disappointed getting pulled out of there, but the, you know, now this guy's, you know, he's a team guy. He's ready for another yeah. ring. And, and he's probably he, looking he, at the long, long game too. Oh, he's looking he did, at you know, I think if, if, you know, if you read the articles, you know, you'll see that, you know, he, yeah, I was, you know, no, no pitcher on the mound like that wants no, to give up, no, and give no. up the rock. Absolutely. I mean, I know. think this is also good for youth baseball too. It tells it tells the coaches, hey, there's a lot of life left on these arms. Like yeah. you don't need to throw a hundred plus pitches for these eight ten year old kids. No, eight ten year old kids. I thought you were talking about high school and stuff. I'm like, what the like? No, eight? I mean, we've like, seen, listen, we've seen it. No, you know, all the time. We, we see like, it all the time. You see a kid because with some of these regulations, they can pitch three innings one day, and then they can go another three. The it's next not pitch day. count. No, yeah, no. So, so I know. they can go two hundred pitches in a weekend. We've seen. Yeah. That I mean, time. that's but that's that's coaches that don't know the game, that don't know the strain of the arm, and don't know what they're putting the wear and tear on a kid's. You know, I mean, arm. Just even know, though he but, pitched three innings and right. go plays and pitch again, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Like, because well, these kids are playing multiple positions. I mean, you know, once you get to like that, you know, PO status only, yeah. you know, I mean, you can, you can stretch a guy out a lot more. Well, you know, it scares me more when kids come off the small field and they start pitching from the, the 60, 60 foot, yeah. six inches, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden it becomes max effort. And, yeah. And they just. Why did they ever get rid of 5480? I have no idea why I they think, did that. I think I mean, honestly, parents. I, I think they just they just wanted. I don't, to get, I don't know. I don't know. those parents. I think it may be fields. Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. There's yeah. not. There's not enough field. But we built our field yeah. to do to do that for baseball is the only sport right that don't grow with the game right like basketball. They start right. out with a small basketball. Yeah. You know, I mean, football. Put a small football in the in, in, in the kid's hand, and as yeah. they grow, the the you know your 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 tools grow. Right. Um, Eight year old, seven year, eight year olds pitching with the same ball that the major leagues are pitching with. I same mean, size balls, yeah. yeah. The only thing I see is in like uh, T ball, they yeah, hit the, the, soft. the softer, the softer. Yeah, but balls. I think that's for safety. Right. I mean, it's yeah, the same sure. size, yeah. though. Yeah. The safety yeah. precautions, yeah, same weight, same, same size, yeah, same it's, everything. It's impact. But yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's, we should, I mean, not we should, I mean, it's, 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 it is what it is. But 
I, I felt like baseball, if they we develop right, like the smaller kids, smaller balls, and then they go yeah. into you know, it keeps growing. There's no, there's, there's no standard to the development process. There's no regulatory body that says this is how. Even though USA Baseball is the you know the yeah, premier the amateur yeah. baseball thing, every every different. So if you play in Top Gun, it's a different. You know, it's a different either it's a pitch count or it's innings. You know, it varies from, you know, there's no consistency through through all that part. You we, know. we would hope that it's on the discretion of the coach that's taking the right approach to help these kids and well, do the right thing for them on the weekends. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, state champs out there that want to win you know, that yeah, weekend tournament. Yeah, there are there are a lot of state champs out there. But, you know, the, the other part, there's a lot. I, I got to give credit to the dads that want to be out there and do the right thing. Oh, no doubt. I think I think the biggest crime is starting travel showcase travel baseball at such a young age and not keeping them inside their community, developing them, you know, through their little yeah. league or whatever, and find the better coaches that'll stay in there. Because, you know, I, I mean, I, Dylan and Zach played one year each of rec baseball. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I didn't want them there because it, it's in my neighborhood. I mean, yeah. the fields are literally, you know, I fall out of bed and I'm, and I'm on a field. It was it was the level of coaching that they were going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of you course. Know, and that's you know, for as a baseball guy, I mean, you, you know, I want my kids to get as much knowledge and, and information on how the game is played, as well as developing the skills early on. Yeah, and then you kind of you modify it out. Um, but right now, you know, everybody feels like they have to be in this environment and going all over the place. It's never makes sense to me. I mean, it's you know, again, it's all these things that we talk about that we, you know we ha- you can't stop it. How about how about uh, how about uh, uh, PG's now doing? rankings for uh um like nine and ten year olds it's funny I, I that's not even on my list today whatever but that's you know we, we talk about rankings all the time so i was on pbr last night right and you know i'm watching i'm looking at all the kids that are ranked obviously in dylan's class and you know and, and we're, we're doing the all-star game so i'm yeah. looking at all the you know the, the rankings and i've seen a lot of these kids play and so your rankings come because you show up there of course your rankings don't come because you are you know, the best player in the state because some of the, you know, some of the best players in the state don't go to those events. They don't, they don't do it. Not all of them. I mean, a lot of them do, you know, and, and a lot of them are, you know, again, we talk about the social media part. I mean, everybody just wants to put, you know, I'm ranked this, I'm ranked that, or whatever. Listen, you know, listen, rankings are all eyewash. I mean, yeah. you take rankings with like a grain of salt. Here, put it this way, right? Let's even go on a higher level. College baseball. You can take your PG rankings, your NCAA rankings and, what, whoever ranks these college baseball D1 teams, right? Right. You look at the top 25 teams, 85% of them are from the Southeast. Yeah. A few from the Northeast and, a, mm. and probably a couple in the Midwest. Yeah. What happened in California? Where's the majority of the pro athletes that's in Major League Baseball? All, I mean, a yeah. lot of them come from California. Sure. So you're telling me that in the top 25 in NCAA, you don't have two or three teams that's ranked at UCLA, Stanford. Stanford was in the college world. Yeah. I mean, like, like how, how come those teams aren't ranked? Like, so the ranking guys, right? Do these guys only live in the Southeast, right? So they're ranking the majority of the guys, the teams, LSUs, FSUs, you know what I mean? All the, all the top D1 schools in the Southeast and they're giving them the rankings in the top 25 and they never had a chance to go out to us. Again, so early early rankings are going to come based on, on, on projections from last year, on your, on your recruiting, Mm -hmm. you know, your projections from the year, how many guys are returning, you know, I think, you know, as you know, we're mid, getting midway into the season. You'll start to see, you know, those teams out there start to creep up. No, Here's, go to the last week's NCA top twenty-five. Not one team out west. Nice, really. I'm good with that. Like, listen, not one team out west <laughs> is in the top twenty-five. How I'm, is that? How is that even yeah, possible? Yeah. Um, what's it? So Paul's saying that in the Midwest, Chicago Midwest plays fifty-four eighty. They should play fifty-four eighty. Absolutely, they man. go. For, they should go from forty-six, forty-six sixty, fifty-four eighty, then sixty-ninety. Yeah, that's Paul Seaman. So yeah, no, we appreciate that, Paul, because we we see we built our we built our third field out here to retro from sixty-foot bases all the way to ninety-foot bases. So it's it's a skin infield at sixty-ninety. We can bring them all the way in, and then we'll temp fence it. We got temp fences coming in for that, but you know, to me. You lose you lose some pretty good athletes along the way because they're undersized, but their skill set, right? Yeah, they can't. Yeah, and you take them off the small field and you put them onto a sixty ninety field, and everything becomes max effort. And you know, I can't drive a ball out of the infield. I can't do even though I'm barreling up, and they, you yeah. know, and even though I'm catching a ball, I'm struggling yeah. to get it across the diamond, or I'm not, you know, I'm not as what I was on the mound. So, you know, there, there has to be a better graduation. But you know, and on the flip side, you know what they did to to bridge that gap? They have the bats juiced. At 13 years old they go negative five yeah but on the flip side of it right yeah. so you got the little guys that can't hit the ball out the infield then on the on the back side of that right you got the big guys six months ago 
they were playing small field legends. They, small baby. field legends. They were hitting yeah. the ball home runs yeah, everywhere, small field, and small now field legends. now they go to sixty ninety and hit a pop up to you know shallow center field, yeah. whereas an out now, and now they disappoint and now they get discouraged and now they get pushed out the game. So right. that's a that thirteen to fourteen year old year. It's just it's it's a separator. Like yeah. either the, either oh, you're gonna either you're gonna continue find other sports. Yeah, find other sports that they can compete in. Yeah, you can run up and down the basketball court and you know. But then, like Andrew said, pa- and- parents would then shave bats and get negative. I, I swear, oh, if anybody ever got hurt, I feel like the parents should be the ones that are held accountable and put like get get like get locked up or something. Dude, when you when you when you go play against these younger teams and you see everybody on the team using Swing the same, the same bat. bat. It's a, it's, a, it's a key indicator right there. Absolutely. So, yeah, and USA Baseball dumbed the bat down. You know, it, it, it plays a little bit more like wood. I, I'd rather I'd rather see the younger kids swinging wood because fundamentally it, it creates a better swing. So Because I, it's top-loaded, it's heavy-loaded, and, you know, it's, it, so, it teaches you to swing the bat the right way. So a week ago, I would have said 100% with you, right? Yeah. And this week, Tennessee played Tennessee Tech, and they played in a wood bat, right? Yeah. And listen, wood bat is a Game it's an equalizer. It's a game, not even equalizer. It's a yeah, game changer. Yeah. Tennessee is probably one of the the hottest what hitting teams. What were they hitting? Three. Uh, it's a team at three fifteen. I mean, like, they had the hottest hitting teams in college. I mean, they, they, they just really they just good. they got a bunch of donkeys that could just yeah. break. You watch, go watch the highlights of the Tennessee Tech Tennessee game on yeah, Wednesday night. It was, three to that two? The, it was a three to two ball game, and and uh, uh, um, Tennessee Tennessee, Tech. Tennessee hit a two run home run in late late in the game to win. But there was more strikeouts than I mean, everyone was striking out. And these are the these are elite athletes playing on you know what I mean on prime time swinging wood yeah. and it's a so imagine if we start putting this in little like younger guys' hands I mean it'll teach them long long haul but the drop off parents and these kids would be like this game I don't want to play this game I don't know, but you ask the kids if you want to play in a wood bat tournament they kids they love, they love oh, it yeah. yeah no absolutely they love it it's you know? the game's quicker a lot quicker I like I oh mean, heck yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. you're not banging balls over people's yeah. heads you got to re- readjust your defense. But it's it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's a, like you said it's an equalizer. I mean it's you got to know how to hit. You got to you got to be a hitter yep. to hit with wood. Yeah. All right. Special day in baseball. Jackie yep. Robinson Jackie Rob- day. Yep. You know, 70, Seventy-five years since he broke the barrier. Wow. Yeah. That is. Uh. You know. It's it's. Listen. So you know you know we talk we talk about identity and skills and all that other stuff. There were probably better players. In the Negro Leagues at that time, yeah, that could have gone to the big leagues. Yes, no doubt before about it. Josh him, Gibson, but it was all based on character, skill set, and, and, and person, character. Yes, and they had to have the right guy that was going to handle yeah. that scenario. And, Absolutely, I mean, Jackie know. Robinson held himself. You know what I mean? He was very, very educated. I mean, he knew yeah. they knew that he was going to be the one that's going to break the barrier and and be the one that's going to take the bearing of the abuse that he was going to get outside yeah. of the field and everything else. And you know what? Like you said, there was so many more. Gifted athletes, Josh Gibson, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, Satchel Page, all these guys yeah. that was way before yep. Jackie. I mean, and I, honestly, I think there was a I, – I could be wrong. I, I thought I saw a, a, like a small documentary. There was another African-American player that was in the Major League Baseball before Jackie Robinson, like way before, like 30 years before. I mean, you got to check the history books, but they never yeah. really, uh, you know what I mean, put it on – you know, I, I think he came from like Yale or Harvard, Harvard or something, and he – I mean, he was a good baseball player. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So – um, I wore 42 in the big leagues. Did you? Yeah, in Oakland, my last number. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Do you get the jersey? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's and I it. actually, and I actually, uh, one of my friends has it now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Big, big, been a big supporter of everything that we've done out here. That's and, awesome. And he's he bust my chops all the time because every time we went out to Oakland, yeah, you know, they have 42 on every wall out there. And <laughs> MLB, take a picture and like, hey, Shafe, they retired your number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Who was they? the last 42? Mariano Rivera, right? Rivera was the last, last one. one. Yeah, the last one to do it. Yeah. How fitting was that? I know that was know? pretty, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, a great day. Everybody across major leagues will wear number 42. No names on their back, just That's number 42. Cool. The Dodgers break out the old uniforms. Yeah. You know, yep. for today. That's pretty, pretty, cool. pretty special. Pretty special day across the board. My grandfather's buried next to uh, Jackie Robinson. Next to him? I mean, Jackie Robinson's probably about 10 yards away from him. Like, really? Yeah, in the same area. Yeah. No kidding. Every time I go see my grandfather in uh um in it's in Queens. It's uh, right off the Jackie Robinson Expressway and uh, I mean my grandfather's uh uh tomb is here and you look to the left and walk towards the highway, wow. it's right there. Big Jackie Robinson. Wow. A lot of rocks, people put rocks as baseball bats, gloves. Yeah. I mean it's pretty cool. Huh. Pretty cool uh uh Yeah, I, I'm 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 proud of MLB. They'll never let that day 
you know, be forgotten. You yeah, know, it's that's a special good. day all the time. And, you know, again, you know, the initiative with MLB is uh, obviously they're looking for equity because they're putting females into coaching positions and things like that. So, you know, but in terms of, you know, the African-American player, I, it was it was 18% African-American players when I the years that I played in the big leagues. What was a Latino when you were in? Do you remember? It wasn't 18%. No. No. It was less. It was, yeah, it was less than. It was well, now it's like 30-something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they're like, – yeah, I mean, they're, they're – almost a majority now these days it's getting close yeah i mean it's still you know it's still you know american players that yeah. are still oh yeah you know um you know the dominant in inside it but again i, I don't think i don't necessarily believe that that'll change you know and you know it's going to be predominantly latin, latin american or african-american whatever but you know you, you you need you need that you need the hybrid man it's yeah it's it's you know, MLB is putting an initiative on to get more African American players back in the game, back involved in the game. It's one of the reasons that you know, with CMR and Morris's Madden um, group, is part of our mission out here is, you know, to attract as many African American players or athletes that want to try and play baseball or have mm-hmm. the opportunity to play baseball. You know, we we all know with uh, you know, you've done it, Ray. I've done it. Andrew's lived through it. You know, the the cost to play this game is just it's 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 nuts in the travel you know it's it's amazing it's um you know we do the best we can to deter it you know to but a degree it's... i mean we have a lot of scholarships and things out here and other people that we help uh you know along the way but it's 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 not um i don't know man i just don't understand having to go all over the place when we have a a, a mecca of baseball players yeah in, this area. in north carolina and south carolina alone you know i know you know there's obviously there's other areas in the south in the southwest and the southeast you mm-hmm. know that uh you know that have talent right and good teams but you know to have to travel to georgia or go down to florida or some of the people go to alabama and they go all these different places to go ahead and compete um it's tough you know it, it, it it's draining and if this doesn't work out you know great tremendous experience right mm-hmm. I, you know you're involved in the game there's a lot of lessons learned we, we've gone through this many 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 times you know how important this game is you know just to the development of, of an individual not a let alone yeah. a baseball player but you know it, it's uh it's just crazy you know i mean i'm fortunate enough that you know i'm in this business so you know i never felt that serious impact because you know they're my kids you know? yeah they're gonna play here with mm-hmm. me and they're gonna be on the team and and that's how it goes but you know, it's you know, it's it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every summer. And if you have multiple kids playing and they're multiply and they're talented, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a different a, a different uh, a different agenda. It's definitely, but tough it just too. doesn't make sense to me that you know there isn't something here in Charlotte, um, in the Charlotte area, that would attract the local teams or the state teams, the North Carolina South Carolina teams, to play more. You know, around here, it would give it would give the the schools in our area a better chance to yeah. recruit kids. You know, it's you know, you look at a lot of these organizations, and you know, I look at South Carolina, right, more than any because that's my boys are from. And how many of those kids leave the state to go play somewhere that are very very good players? And I'm yeah. talking about you know kids that are SEC ACC type talent, right? And they go elsewhere. Um, and it's not, uh, you know, instead of being able to, you know, to, to keep them in state, I mean, th- we're looking at division two out here and, uh, come on in Todd and, uh, Todd Freeman with blast motion checking in. Um, but you know, Todd you go Freeman. out and we watch, we watch the division two, you know, programs yeah. we watch, um, you know, we've seen a lot of division three programs. There's so much good baseball in these States that, you know, it, I, mean, I mean, these guys should be, you know, should be feeding. It should be, a you know, a big day in every school out there should be in one place, you know, watching, you know, the kids from the Carolinas. I mean, again, you're talking about the expense of everything to play this game. Now, he's starting all over again because yes. he's got <laughs> he's got a young one. Right. That's right. Um, but, you know, you um, you look at you look at all the talent across the state. Yeah. And you just I just it blows me away that it's just, it, you know, it it, it, it leaves. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot. I mean it's you know the coaches want to get the players from out of state. They look and they feel like there's better talent out of the state, and then the players that's in state feel like they're too good to play in state, and they go out of state. I mean you know, well you know the cost of everything. I mean you know families got to look to in state mm-hmm, tuitions right. and things like oh, yeah. that. You know yeah. I mean it's 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 a, it's a lot of money. There's a, there's a big delta between out of state and in state for a lot of universities. Absolutely. I mean even looking at my, my kids' age, twelve and eight. You know, that one of the things you think about is, all right, in five, six, seven years, what's the tuition going to be yeah. and where they can play? Obviously, play. And it's funny. I was just talking to Coach Achi 
Zachi from Anderson. Zachi. I can't get Zoki. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and we were saying it like the, the, the talent in this area alone, the Charlotte area, York County yeah. is so saturated and, you know, they're just plenty of schools can come and look into this area and, yeah. and say, we can find some players there. Any division. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, pitching wise, I've always, I've always lived by the philosophy of the, that, you know, there's probably fresher arms up North, you know, they're oh, not yeah. pitching. That's they're not point. in the, Florida or, you know, Arizona or Texas or anything like that, where they're pitching all year round. That's right. You know, they're constantly out there. They're constantly throwing. They're going through all these, you know, these velocity training, things like that. And these kids, you know, they, they break down. And, no but, doubt. you know, you go up north, you can find some, you can find some, some arms that have, you know, 35, 40 innings on them in, in a year. They don't start peaking yeah. until June, yeah. and right. May, June up there. You yeah. know what I mean? They and start. They, uh, and they, uh, and they, and they start to peak. So that's right. Um, it's, it's, it seems to me too, it, it, maybe this is just me overthinking and being from the Northeast, it looks like kids play more sports in the Northeast. There's yeah. more dual athletes, yeah. right? Where it's more secular here in the Southeast. Well, when, when the snow hits, man, there's no place yeah, else to go, but inside, yeah. so you can go play basketball. Yeah, basketball you can, you know, yeah, well, there's yeah. limited, there's limited indoor. Well, not anymore. I wouldn't say anymore, but you know, probably past 20 years, the, the, the dynamics of baseball changed, you know? You didn't have many indoor facilities as far as training up north back. Oh, no. You know what I mean? No. You had probably pockets like, you know what I mean, one here, one there. And that's where everybody went to go hit. In the I remember season. going from Patchogue to Lindenhurst to work with that's somebody. Right. You know, it was, I mean, it's, you know, I hour, mean, in 50 a 50-minute drive. And in the five boroughs you had, you know, in Queens, you had a story about in cage. You had yeah. one in, in Manhattan. Uh, Brooklyn, I think, had yeah. one maybe. I mean, it's, it was like in the five boroughs. I mean, you got almost 8 million people there. And it's like you got like three indoor hitting facilities that's amazing with the population that's inside the boroughs that you know, know. that's you know, but i mean they're they're everywhere now i mean oh, you, yeah. can, you can throw a rock and hit another one from that's wherever right. wherever you're at again it comes down it comes down to when when you start to make the decisions of where to go and what to do you know what's the level of coaching what's the level of development what is the schedule you know a lot of people oh well we're gonna go to perfect game and then we're gonna go to this one in florida and then we're gonna go to this one you know it's like okay great you know have at it man right. you know but you know, it, I think it's it, overexposure it, now. It's becoming overexposure yeah. these days. Well, I, I just think people feel like they're missing the exposure, even though they're not the talent to. They're missing know. it. They're missing. They think they're missing it, but they're putting these kids in all these events that's getting overexposed as far as like, hey, before you could have a subpar tournament. Now, if you go into every top tournament and you have one tournament after another of bad weekends and you think you want to go to a, a power five school and they seen you June 1st go one for 10 and then the next weekend another major tournament go two for 13 and be like seeing this guy two straight weekends get three hits like yeah. is this guy a dude really i mean this guy can't you know i would you know when i i mean i was not recruited in in high school at all i mean i really maryland was the only opportunity that i had and that's because my you know my father went there it's the only reason that i got to go there otherwise i was i was going to play baseball but when i did get to maryland and my junior year and you know attention was coming towards me the scout that drafted me, Dick Bowie, was at every single home game that we played at Maryland. I mean, he watched a season to decide whether I was good enough to play at the next level, not go down to PG and a kid catches fire for a day and all of a sudden he's, you know, they're all over him. And, you know, so, you, I mean, I, 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 listen, I don't think there's overexposure. I think if you're going to make the right decision at the right player, you got to go watch the player you throughout the year right. and yeah. make a determination of, you know, does this kid, because you see things, that you need to know on the kid's worst day, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Does he throw his helmet? Does he snap? Does he get an attitude? Is he going to be tough to manage? Is he selfish? If he yeah. takes a walk, is he pissed? He got to walk. Yeah. Well, know, that's a pro. That's so. That's a pro mindset, right? The guys yeah. is putting a livelihood on that to sign a guy because if he busts, that's on him. Right. The colleges aren't doing their homework like that. Right. Col colleges are saying, "Hey, you interested? Hey, here's here's an offer," because they're trying to get you before the next guy gets you, and they're not really following that guy week after week because that's a, that's the right way to recruit someone. Like see them several weeks and see when they have the 0 for 5 games. Yeah. How do they handle themselves right. in the dugout? Are they throwing a the helmet? Are they pouting? Are they sitting in the corner? Are they not being, you know, sure. part of the team? Yeah. That's the guy that you want to, that's the guy you want in your culture, right? You know, but these guys are seeing highlight videos, you know, I mean, and just are they like, running out pop ups? Are they doing, the, yeah, you know, are right. they getting the bunt down when asked to get the bunt down? Or yeah. is it like, oh man, I got a bunt, you know? So we've lost, we've lost a lot of the team aspect oh, oh, to yes. the game. You know, I mean, it becomes a selfish kind of, you know, approach because everybody's trying to find dollars to college. That's right. Yep. And kids are so, 
you know, stressed and, and, you know, think about freshmen and sophomore, you know, commits, Yeah. you know, the thing is, is like, you know, I remember, you know, I'm sure the same thing with Shafe, you know, we were getting recruited. I didn't commit until my senior year fall, mm-hmm. you know, but now these kids are so stressed out, you know, I'll have sophomores <laughs> talk to me and say, you know, coach, I really want to get committed. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do you want to be committed? Like yeah. you haven't even matured fully yet. Right. Uh, but listen, the whole process is it, it, we're all to blame for it because yeah. we all buy into yep. it. Uh, college coaches, PG, perfect, you know, whoever, PBR, you know, we, we're all part of it. Um, you I'm know, not. It's, it's, <laughs> I am the anti. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, but, but not part of it, meaning it's, it's a horrible thing. It's just, you know, the, the, just it's the culture I, now. When I hear 15 and 16 year olds stress about not being committed, that really bothers me. It shouldn't be. I know. That. Everybody's uncommitted now. Like you see something yeah, on Twitter, it's hashtag right. uncommitted. Like, yeah, you're in ninth grade. Of course you're uncommitted. <laughs> like, right. listen, we don't even know if you're going to pass your classes in the next three years to right. yep. get accepted into universities. Right. That's right. But you think you're uncommitted? You know, I, I mean, I've always said it. I think NCA should have, you know, a rule where these kids should wait to their junior year to start and talking to coaches at least. And then after their summer of their junior year, now you can start giving scholarships. And now we know if the kid is academically eligible, you know, we know. And now the kids are a little bit more mature also. Well, you know, let, let them recruit them, build build your board, let them talk, but they can't make an offer or they can't right. do anything. They can get committed. It should be binding. To, until, it should until, be binding. Until that pass. But you do, I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely freaks out there. We've seen them along, you know, Ryan Clifford, we knew long before um you know i mean we can go down a list of kids that we saw at ntis at at 13 14 years old they're like okay this kid is very very projectable yeah um but to lock them in you know the statistics of kids that that commit early being decommitted that's right is pretty it's it's pretty stout it's not like it's you know it's because one the, or two it the happens. kid is committed to the school the coach is not committed to the kid well, they don't stop recruiting because yeah. they recruited a, a, a freshman. They right. don't yeah. stop recruiting on the top. But of another school is going to stop recruiting him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. The, the, the advantage is right. on the college. You know, sure. So absolutely. Like any school right, yeah. can say, yeah. oh, we'll commit this 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's, he's off the board. He's right. off the board, and he's not getting any more attention. Right. We got him locked in. Now let's see how he progress In two or three yeah. years, if he doesn't progress, right. you know what? We just say, hey, you know, we don't have no more scholarship money right. for you. And, uh, you know, best of luck, kid. And then that's it. They don't pick up your call. They delete you out there. It's like, uh, it's like an early recruit portal. Yeah. Everybody right. jumps back yeah. in, you know, and, and try to go into the mix. And it's yeah. at that point, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, if you're still right. sitting around you've been decommitted by the yeah. time you're a, a senior. Yeah. What, so, where are you going to go now? You got no more. The schools ain't got no more money. No. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. at the end of the day, you know what? Enjoy the process of high school, freshman, sophomore year. If you're good, you're good. They're going to find you at the end sure. of the day. I mean, you don't, there's no rush. You don't have to jump into anything, you know? And, and yeah, you know what? I, I, I bought into that for, for a while that, um, that, um, you were recruited early and not progressed physically. That's another, that's another piece along the way that you have to, you know, like, is this kid going to take it upon himself to get, to, to get bigger, better, yeah. right. to bigger, stronger, faster, and then, and then fit into a scenario. The other part of it is, you know, like you said, Ray, the, the academics are so critical in baseball. Mm-hmm. It's not that, you know, you just walk into a situation because you're a baseball player, you know, like it is in football and basketball. You can get in, oh, yeah. you can get in with yeah. horrible grades, you know, yeah. these special programs, things like that. But if you're not academically prepared, because first thing that a recruiter will ask you or want to see is what's his transcripts? Can he get in academically? Yes, and right. Can we go to admin instead and of chipping money, away at yeah. 11.7 that I have for the scholarship, mm-hmm. for the athletic scholarships? Right. Can I get him academic money? Yep. And then lessen what I have to give him athletic money and then create a bigger a bigger pool. Yep. 100%. So, Not everybody has that Vandy money. Vandy's <laughs> got that funny man, money. You know, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of different things. So um this is kind of a sensitive subject, but I think we need to kind of, you know, bring it up because there's a big part of baseball. We have all experienced some sort of racism in our in our lives. I mean, we've all been around it one way or another, mm-hmm. right? Situation between the Giants and um, San Diego, Mike Schilt and Robertson, the third base coach for uh, the Padres. You know, there was some words said and the word that was used was not identifying any type of race or anything like that. It's a word that we've all used Kirk somewhere. Word. It's yeah. MF, right? right. Yeah. MF, MF, right? Used. And, you know, Mike kind of police in a situation and uh, and then gets called out that this was a this was racist. That was a racist attack on somebody, which, you know, listen, man, racism is a serious thing, right? So when you start to nitpick down to a word like that, 
you know, on a person like Michael Schilt, like, so, you know, this isn't, this is an opinion. This is just, this is just kind of a, a character witness for the person that, you know, that, you know, was involved in this and Michael Schilt. If you know Michael Schilt, who's big with baseball for life here in Charlotte and what he does for all the underserved kids in the area, been a big part of UDACF. He's donated and bought chairs out here, um, you know, at the tuck and uh, his mom and his dad's name, things like that, because he knows what we're doing. You know, we have an initiative out here. Part of our mission is to, you know, create an environment that, you know, that the underserved in this community, which is predominantly African-American, can get here. And, and 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 play baseball at a young age and hopefully it you know it it, it gives them the opportunities that we had you know that uh, you know they're not necessarily getting so this past you know so Michael being you know if you know Michael Schilt, you know like I've known Michael since he was 12 years old he's like my brother you know it's he's he is the last person in the world that you think right. you know and you know, you're going after him so you know the bigger the bigger man in that scenario Schilt met with the guy the next day and you know there was just there's just no way when michael was let go from st louis the first two people that called him was yadier molina and uh, and pulhos albert pulhos right okay you know you know there's got to be some research in the situation and in the heat of competition we all say things we all do things i mean i've competed against some of my best friends that i wanted to rip their eyeballs out you know you know during a game but after the game it's a different story so you know, hopefully that, you know, that got band-aided and baseball doesn't see that as any type of black eye because it's, it, right. it, it, it wasn't, you know, it's, it's just kind of a scenario that that was in the heat of the moment, somebody popping off. We always say it, you know, you know, settle down, shut up, calm this guy down, do whatever. Yeah. And, you know, just the, you know, the terminology. So Michael's apology was basically, I shouldn't have used the words that I was using, but they were not in any sense, any stretch of the way, you know, yeah. a, a racist, uh, racist comment. So, you know, I mean, that's. You know, I, we don't want to dive too much into that because, you know, it's, it, it is a sensitive subject. But, you know, in defense, the other guy, nobody knows how he was brought up and what that what that word meant to him or whatever. So it's a lot of sensitivity to him. So I'm glad that they there was a video that came out the next day that Michael and, uh, yeah, and Robinson were was standing there and they were talking and they hugged it up and, you know, and, and, and they moved on. There were two big people, you know, facing the situation instead of hiding behind it, you know, yeah. and, 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 and throwing it out there. They handle like men. That's they right. did. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. So um, we got a pretty cool event coming up in June 8th and 9th, and it is an all-star game. Um, excited about it, putting it all together. I mean, we're getting, you know, quite a few nominations. we got names on the board already that we're going to start to reach out to. Um, it is free. It is free for the players. Uh, you know, we're looking for – you know, uh, you know, a certain a certain level player. It's an all star game, so it's not like you know, hey, you can just throw a name in there and, and you consider. We're going to vet the player through the people that either nominated him or people that we know, players that we know that are, you know, that are going to participate. It's a two day event. We'll do a combine showcase, uh, pro style workout on day one, with a little home run derby, have some fun, and then come back and play two nine inning games the next day. And we may, like I say, we may even extend it to ten, making sure everybody gets the right at bats. Uh, we'll have MLB scouts here. We'll have recruiters here. Nice. Um, on the 2022s and the 2023s, the majority of the people will be committed guys. But there are players in that scenario that are uncommitted that deserve to be out here that I'm shocked. You know, you're talking about recruiting a freshman that I'm shocked. And Devin Parks is one of them. Yes. You know, yes. Devin Parks is an absolute dude. Yes. And this yeah. is a classy kid, a good kid. Yeah. And. I don't, I don't get it, man. Yeah. I, 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 I don't understand it. You know, and I've talked to Devin Lowry and Devin threw up their cool Papa Bell. That's uh, <laughs> talking about one of the, uh, you know, the great African-Americans. What they say, you know, cool Papa Bell would hit the light switch and be in bed before the lights were out. <laughs> That's how fast he was, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked to Devin about it and I've had conversations with like how this kid is not committed to a division one school somewhere. It, I mean, I've talked to scouts too about him. Yeah. It's like, I don't get it, man. It, it's funny. You mentioned Devin parks. Cause you know, I first met Devin uh, parks and Devin Lowry at, at shipyard mm -hmm. about a month or so ago at a tournament. And, mm -hmm. and so I, you know, they were using our product, our blast motion right. on their bats and such a nice kid, yeah. mean, great kid. And I, and I was like, anything you do. And, and then position I'm in, you know, who I have a lot of relationships with college coaches. Sure. And I was like, if you ever need anything, just let me yeah. know. And so I've spoken to quite a bit of coaches yeah. about Devin because I've seen him play probably three or four times this spring. Yeah. And I will say he's the best athlete I've seen on the field his, every his, single time he his, plays. Yeah. His upside. Oh, it's tremendous. Yeah. Is, is, is off the charts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, and and I've never seen him take a playoff. I see yeah. him hustle on the field, off the field, all this other stuff. I can't imagine, right. you know, why somebody wouldn't, you know, I yeah. mean, this is a true outfielder too. This oh, yeah. is a true outfielder. 
Oh yeah, no tool guy runs, yep. throws, and barrels up pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an enigma for sure. Yeah, uh, you know. But what again, grade is he in? He's a twenty-three. He's a 23. Yeah. Okay, he's a, yeah, he's a twenty-three. Wow. Yeah, yeah and hopefully. just you know, and a class kid, man. Just you know, just a class act. Just yeah. a good yep. kid. So, so you know, this, this game is funny because you you know that we've all played. You know, for for a period of time, and now I'm watching all these kids out there. We went down to the South Carolina game um, uh, last week, and I'm I'm looking across the thing. I'm saying, there's a lot of kids out here that can play. There's not a lot of kids out here that are going to get selected. You know, so this was Georgia, South Carolina. So you know, there was some there was some studs on the field, um, but not everybody that deserves a chance gets a chance. For whatever reason. And then there's guys out there that don't deserve a chance that get a chance. And it's just, you know, the game is not fair. I got to keep telling people, man, this game Definitely not doesn't fair. love us, man. No. It doesn't. It's crazy, right? It's, you know, it's it, we love this game beyond everything. We do everything. It's been my life. It's been your life. You know, it's, you know, we, we, we run through it, but we never are loved back by the game, man. That's right. But we put everything we have into it to, to see how far it'll take us. Yeah. Until you leave, right? Because, you know, for me, you know, I dove in the financial services for 14 years before I got back into it. That's when you realize you miss it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and But it is. It's true. And, Shafe, I told you this before, is that the relationships you had years ago are rekindled quickly once yeah. you get back into it. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm in it the rest of my life, you know. And so yeah. it's yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, the rest of my life's almost over. So. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in it my whole life. I've been there the whole the whole time. You know, I mean, it's, it's again, you know, listen, we, I, I watch baseball all the time. I watch, we watch the little guys out here that we work with, watch big league games, you know, on TV opening season. And I was anti big leagues for a while, man. When they pulled the, when they pulled the all-star game out of Atlanta last year, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Never again. Well, but you know, this baseball game is, gods have his way. Cause uh, they put the world series there. And they, right. yeah. they did, right. Yeah, it's funny right. how that, how, how that works out. But this game has such a hook in us. You know, I mean, it's, if you go back and you look at your, your, your business life, right. In the financial yeah, world. Yeah. I mean, you drew from a lot of experiences, sure. you know, I mean, it's, if you're in sales, right. Right. What you've been in and, you yeah. know, and, and you hear no all the time. Knows, knows when oh, the yeah. selling starts. That's right. It. So that, you know, you, it's, but it's, but it's not a failure, right. It's yeah, just, it's right. just how the, how this goes and, right. and you, and you keep moving forward. Same thing with, you know, all the bad things that happen in, in you know, in the course of a game, mistakes are going to be made. That's right. You know, how do you pick yourself up and go? And That's if you right. don't, if you don't have thick skin in this game, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to chew you up. Yeah, that's right. It's a humbling well, game, absolutely. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah. hitting is like sales. You know, uh, 300 percentage is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> yes. Listen, yeah. This, 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 hitting's harder than sales. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Somebody a bite. <laughs> so, you know, you took, we, we, you know, we, we, we bounce in this show back and forth. So you bring something up like that about hitting and everything yeah. like that. I think one of the biggest pieces that I've seen in lack of development of baseball players is kids understanding approach and yeah. kids being able to sit on pitches, right? Or understanding what the pitch yeah. is trying to do. Everybody's up there just wailing and hoping they find a hole. And I was fortunate enough to play with uh, Edgar Martinez for three years. Unbelievable, right? I mean, his approach to every single pitch was almost different. I mean, he'd go to the plate looking for a certain pitch, but he got in a certain situation and all of a sudden, you know, recognized what was being done to him. He would change everything. Where you don't see that. I don't see kids moving up in the box. I don't see them moving back. I don't mm-hmm. see them kids just nibbling away off the dish, off the dish, not crowding the plate and taking that away. You know, crowd the dish and look middle in. He's not going to, you know, I mean, now that pitch it's away is middle in. That's right. Now you got him. Yeah. You know, but, you know, so it's, it's tough. And again, I don't know if you did it or, you know, you know, but as to tell a kid you're going to sit on a breaking ball and then somebody throws a freaking fastball down <laughs> Main Street, you're like, oh, That's dude, right. I let the best pitch I'm going to see go. Yeah. You know, and then they jump back on the fastball. And next thing you know, they get a wrinkle and, you know, it's it's a different story. Yeah. Approach is king. I mean, yeah. listen, I work for an analytics company and approaches trumps everything. Yeah. And the reason is because, you know, you can have all the data you want, but if you don't have the right approach versus a lefty throwing 75 to, yeah. to 80, all right, if you're trying to pull everything and not mm-hmm. trying to work backside, it's not going to work out in your favor. Right. You know, and I tell kids all this all the time, you know, the high school kids I work with, I said, you got to have a plan when you go up there. Yeah. You can't just be, you know, like you said, swinging out of your shoes or shortening up. You got to be able to understand who you're facing, what the situation is, yeah. right? And go from there. Obviously, the data helps. Like, you know, if you have certain bat speed or your barrel stays on plane a long period of time, that helps. And it's important, especially when the pitching gets better. But approach has to be number one. You have yeah. to have a plan up there when you hit. 
no doubt. So, you know, and definitely, you know, you have, you have advantages depending on where you are in the line. Like Dylan, my son Dylan is leading off, right? Not a good leadoff hitter, a good hitter, right? With pop, <laughs> hits, but you know what? He's first pitch out of his hand hacking, right? You know, so he's, he's not that, he's not the patient. I was the same way. My mother used to say, Jeff, take a pitch. So they can talk about you on TV. I'm like, mom, I don't have the ability to sit around here too long. (laughs) (laughs) If it's at me, I'm hacking. Sorry. You know, they can put the camera on me running the first (laughs) and then going to the dugout. I'm okay with that. (laughs) You know, but, you know, explain it to him. Like, you know, dude, look at this picture. He's not going to blow you away in this at bat. You're going to get your hacks at him. Spit on the first one. Get a little bit of timing. Get it, you know. You can get your timing on the on deck circle, but it's different from the on deck circle to when you get, you know, you get in the box and all of a sudden, you know, Listen, you're in the right. moment, and then the adrenaline changes and everything else. Changes. All that goes out the window. So oh, yeah. you just step it's in gone. that box. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's gone. So it's, you know, it's, and 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 you start to talk to kids about approach, and that's a boring conversation for them. Sure, it is a very boring conversation. So the other thing is like, you know, gain as much information as you can as a hitter, right? So if you're batting in the two hole, and Dylan's not leading off. <laughs> because you only get to see one pitch and that's what you got to determine it on. But you know, if, if you are, if you're in a two hole, three hole, four hole, you got all these guys ahead of you. If you're in the nine hole, you know, watch what he's doing. What's his wipeout pitch. Well, yeah, you know, what's the pitch right. he's going through to punch out. What's he doing? Oh, two. Is he coming after the guy? Is he elevating? Is he, you know, I mean, the you game, have to, that's the yeah. game inside the game. I mean, a lot of guys don't do it. I mean, you know what I mean? If you're, you're up fourth to fifth in that in and you should be watching what, what he start sure. him off with. Yeah. Hey, what's, what's working for him? What's not, sure. he can't get the curveball over. So then it right. goes back to approach. But a lot of guys don't get, don't get ready until they put that helmet on and go into the on deck. And then yeah, they take a few right. swings and walk in the batter's box and don't know what this guy got. So. Yeah, I mean, data, data is critical. And, you know, like I said, Edgar used to, you know, he'd figure it out in his head. He had his own data. You know, we didn't have That's a right. ton of information. We had information. We could go watch and, you know, we knew what his better pitches were. You know, what's his, you know, what's his best secondary? What's he going to try and do? And, you know, but now there's so, I mean, information is is yeah. real time, right? So, yeah. you know, you have, and you have so much video and you have so much, you know, data shared. Yeah. So, you know, you know what every pitcher out there is doing. So I think the pitch these days even though the guys there's bigger velocity, I think it's more difficult because the hitter has more information. Yeah. Right. On you. Right. hundred percent. And, and probably that's why, you know, maybe strikeouts are up and, and, yeah. uh, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's more approach and, and that quote unquote launch angle type swing. I think yeah. it's more or less that listen, pitching obviously is, is better. I mean, yeah. you, you just look at the velos. I mean, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, I maybe saw a kid throwing 90 once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you go to Catawba Ridge High School, you got three kids throwing 90. Like, right. you know, I mean, you never saw that, you right. know, and, and so it's definitely an advantage. But, yeah, I mean, approach, like I said, it's just it has to be primo number one. You have yeah. to have a plan up there when you're hit. Um, and those are the better hitters, you know, That's 100%, right. like Edgar, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't want to lose track of this all-star game. So we, there's nice. a lot of guys out there that we're going to go ahead and we'll uh, – We'll put out information, nominations, and things like that too. Yes. I, we've said this before. Andrew and I were talking the other day. If we just if we just pick teams, and we're taking kids from all over the state or both states, it'll be North Carolina, South Carolina um, game. But if you just took if we just took kids along the line between North Carolina and South Carolina, we we live so you're either Charlotte, Fort Mill, Lexington, you know, going down that way, you'd put together yes. some pretty good some so pretty good, good teams yeah. right there. That's right. You know, um, it would, you know, so it would definitely be just something, you know, local, but we're trying to reach out to, you know, different players across the state and, you know, make it, make it a, a special event. So it's, um, you know, that's June 8th and 9th and, you know, we'll, we'll post this flyer today. I think we'll, put, we'll go ahead and start to put this out so people gather information. You can send a nominate, a nominee in, um, you know, like I said, the majority of the kids in the 2022 class are going to be committed kids, probably mostly D ones. Uh, we will have some others, you know, sprinkled in it, I think deserve, recognition of being in an all-star game uh, so that you know that'll uh, that'll get out so andrew put out there today that we're going to do some early predictions on uh on the mlb you know where we're at and where where he thinks everybody's we can, gonna we can do it today or we could do it next week no we're, we're gonna do baseball. it right now buddy okay. i got my 411 up here right so we're gonna go al east okay yankees tampa bay toronto boston baltimore yankees uh, I'm gonna have to go. With, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Boston. I oh, yeah. I think it's the Yankees yeah. to lose. Honestly, I mean, I think they're yeah. the front runner. All right. So my prediction in the AL East is that the Orioles will lose 106. I was gonna games. say the Orioles are gonna be the strongest <laughs> team in the, the conference. They're gonna lose 106 <laughs> games. I don't, how does how does an organization get to be consistently bad like yeah. that after? 
you know, I got, I got a payroll. Person. Look at their payroll. Yeah. I mean, it's just Garrett Cole makes more than the entire team. Yeah. I mean, that's just how well, that's the problem with deal. baseball. I mean, even though, listen, some of these small market teams like the Rays have done really well, but you're just giving some team, you're a complete disadvantage right off the bat. Yeah. You know, and so. You know, maybe we need to work on that. A little <laughs> well, maybe bit. the development yeah. isn't that good in that organization like it used to be. It used yeah. to be the Oriole way. I mean, I was, you know, that's the first team. I'll, that let, tra- you, I'll, let, I'll let you know off, off air. I'll let you know what's going on. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get back to you. So so now you got you got the uh, you got the Central. Okay. And we got White Sox, the Guardians. Like, oh, so we're playing down in Gilbert, right? Jeez. Playing down in Gilbert, South Carolina. You know what Gilbert's team's name is? What? Indians. Giant. Gilbert Indians, right? So how... Does a high school team maintain, and you got to go ahead and pull the Indians from a major league team? No. Politics. Yeah. Brutal, right? Brutal. So, White Sox, Guardians, Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota. I mean, it's got to be the White Sox. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. I like, I, like, I like Kansas City. They're loaded. I, li- I, like, the, I like the White Sox. So Casey yeah. would be a stretch, but yeah, yeah, that's, you know, but, you know, run to Vegas. Yeah. Put some money down. That's right. AL West, Houston, Oakland, L.A., the Angels, Seattle, Texas, LA. I mean, I love Seattle. Yeah. I love Seattle. I love their young outfielders, Rodriguez and yeah. Kellenic. Um, I mean, they're and they're pitching really well. Yeah, young young talent. I mean, I love them. Yeah, I, they, they had a good arm on the mound the other day. It was his name was Stash Gilbert, or Gilbert? Gilbert, Gilbert was Logan one. Gilbert, and then and then uh, there was another kid by the name of Stash or something like okay. that. That I was I was pretty. You're uh, not just yeah. making that up. No, man. Uh, no. I could be. My wife says that every time something comes out of my mouth, the man is like, you made that up. I'm like, half the time she's right. There you go. I'm like, no, you're really. And then every time I'm like, no, Google it. I'm right Google this time. I, I really have it. I really, I really have it. All right. So NL East. I like the Mets. I hate to say that, man. It kills me. It kills me. But, you know, DeGrom gets back. Yeah. Healthy and healthy. Scherzer is yeah. on. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got there's, pitching. there's a bunch of W's right there. Yeah. And, um, you know, Lindor is going to be Lindor. He's, you know, he yeah, that back. transition. He'll yeah. be fine. He's, you know, he's that he's that player. Alonzo, yeah, he's yeah. going to drop tanks. You know, it's it, it it's a good team. It's and the pitching staff is good. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that. So, but so it, you know, everybody thinks Atlanta is going to rally back the mm-hmm. defending champs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know that they necessarily even belong. You know, mm-hmm. where they were last year. Yeah, they, just they caught got fire they got at the hot. right they time. Got and, hot at the right time. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but uh, you know. You know, these, I mean, these, it's early, right? But all the, all these races are tight. Nobody's like within, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody's either 500 or game over 500. Nobody's really running away with, yeah. with, with a whole bunch or a couple games over I mean, 500. Phillies can hit. Phillies can hit. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know about their pitching. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the Phillies. I do. Yeah. They got another arm maybe midway through the season if they're in there. That, that would help. If you're in the hunt, that's you're when it happens, hunt. man. That's that's, that's, that's the beauty of the game, right? All oh, of a sudden, yeah. you start to you start to load up again. Yeah. All right, so uh, the Central. I know what Andrew's got already, man. So you got Chicago, St. Louis, Louis Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean Cardinals. I, I, I think they're, they're built to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I think this is their year. Yeah, they, they, yeah I think they're, they I think they're built to make a make a serious run. All right, West Colorado, That's Los it. Angeles Dodgers, <laughs> San Francisco, San Diego, Arizona. To me, that's the toughest conference. Yeah. That's the toughest yeah. division. Toughest yeah. division in baseball yeah. right now. I mean, obviously, Chalk yeah. is Dodgers, right? Dodgers, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you got to like, I mean, Padres. Uh, Padres, but uh, the Giants, they, what they did last year, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe with that group, they can't do it again, but I mean, yeah, Dodgers have to be the chalk play for easy. Yeah, play. I, 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 I agree. They, they, they'll be fun to watch. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I don't sleep a whole bunch, so <laughs> I get to stay up and watch, you know, West Coast baseball uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, so Pittsburgh made a good move signing Hayes, giving that yes. kid an extension. That is a dude. That's a that's a superstar in the making. Um, it's nice to see a small market team go ahead and you know yeah. and say, okay, you know, we do have some commitment to winning or keeping some of these players around. Yeah, yeah, because you, know, you you know you, you lose him. Wasn't Garrett Cole? Wasn't he originally a pirate? He sure was. Yeah, he yeah, was. So yep. I mean, yeah. you know, you lose that, and uh, you know, a few other players along, guys, yeah, a few other players along the way. Um, Bellinger, I wonder if he's going to be able to yeah. find it again. There's something I don't know if there's an injury in that, and you know that's that's just nagging, and he's trying to work on it. You know, with not the press finding out or the you know, I mean, you know, the front office knows, but it's a lot of money for somebody that's uh, can't hit. It's going to be 180 yeah. now. I know right. 2020 was COVID, but really yeah. he hasn't hit since 19. No, I mean, it just nothing. 
No. Yeah. No. He looks stoned out of his mind every game. He looks stoned? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he's doing <laughs> edibles? Listen, he's doing he's, edibles? He's, he's yeah. Listen, watch his uh, post-game interview sometimes. Go to YouTube. And, I mean, the dude is just out there. Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. His eyes are shot. It's like, this guy just come out of <laughs> playing nine innings. <laughs> What's going on over here? Hot boxed in the car yeah. in the parking lot before, yeah, it. before it was time. That's uh all right, man. So that's um, I, I don't know. Oh, West Side Story, Andrew. Yeah, we did that. that. So you got you know, we got to bring it. So we did um, a tournament here. For oh, I was like, what the, are we talking about? The it's, sharks. That's what it's called. The, so the that's Jets what it was called. Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody says. But that's where the name, you know, basic name came from. But, um, you know, West Side Schools over here, we, we put a small tournament together. And we started, we were hoping to have six to eight teams. And, you know, we talk about the, the difficulties of um, encouraging you know, predominantly African-American players and schools and system to get here. People don't realize, man, it's, it's not easy for these kids to get around two mm-hmm. parents working, yeah, right. you know, getting everybody here and then hanging out all day long and then getting them home. I mean, there's, there's a lot more logistics uh, involved in that, but we did, we pulled off a, a little four team tournament and uh, the championship game was Rocky river and, uh, and chambers and Rocky river won it. And they, they did a pile on and, Nice. You know, they great. jumped around and they had, you know, it was a great experience. You awesome. know, was the talent level off the charts? No, but none of these kids don't get the same opportunities as Absolutely. all of our other yeah. schools. Like, we, you know, we were down in Gilbert. We know that, you know, um, Catawba was somewhere. They were down in Charleston, yeah, Charleston. or something like that. Yeah. You know, a bunch of schools were down in, in, in some, uh, some, some pretty cool areas. Um, but these kids don't get to do that. So we tried to put something on, you know, here When was it, this past week? Yeah, it was uh, Wednesday. That's great. Yeah, we had hoped it would be two days, but, you know, schools had to drop out. They didn't have enough players. And, you know, it was unfortunate. But the experience for the kids, uh, Lenny True was out here and did a – They all got T-shirts. They all got – Oh, the the champions got rings, and they were, like, out of their mind over the rings, you know. I mean, these kids don't play showcase travel baseball. They don't get a chance to, you know – get the platinum gold, you know, the platinum yeah. ring. Cause you're in the third division, but you won the championship. And <laughs> right. you know, realistically you finished the tournament 15th, <laughs> but you, you That's know, right. <laughs> you won that, you won that little event. Um, so uh, that was, that was, you know, that was special. We'll do it again. Hopefully we can promote more schools. The, the two of the schools that were down in, um, in Gilbert with us was predominantly African-American team. So maybe we can kind of, you know, encourage those guys. And they were, they were good. They had some good players, man. You know, Jaden Nash was there. Jason, and, Nash, yeah. uh, Jason Nash was there. And, um, you know, I, I, we, I just saw some, some good talent, you know, so it's the players are out there. Hopefully, you know, they, they engage more in the game and, you know, they get the opportunities to do the things, whether through it's our organization, use every chance foundation or somebody else that's supporting kids, um, you know, to give them that chance. I have a, uh, a college teammate. I just want to do a quick shout out to him, Tommy Weeder. He um, had a bypass surgery. You know, found him in the hospital. Oh. Got him in the hospital. He's doing fine. He's yeah. up. He's hurting. He's sore. He's sitting up. He's doing well. A little, little bit out of it. But uh, just wanted to, you know, tell Tommy that all the Turt brothers are, uh, you know, we're on our, we're on our group chat. You know, talking them yeah. up, and uh, you know, everybody's been supportive of them. Uh, you guys got anything else, Andrew? No. We good. Good. We're good. So, okay, I want to start. Uh, Architect Sports is going to be a is a um, a sponsor of our All Star event. Uh, very cool. Alan Tyson stepping up like he does all the time. Uh, you know, to help everything that we're trying to do. Uh, Blast Motion. We always we always mention you guys. We Thank appreciate you, that. Yep. We appreciate you, Todd. EA Sports Fields. If you guys come out and look at our fields, um, EA Sports Fields built them and maintain them. And you know, on top of that, you know, Andrew and I are like we're like. Uh, the volunteer crew yeah. <laughs> see something that we want to yeah. do we'll, we'll go do it yeah. andrew it. sees the track the the lawnmower that goes two yeah. miles an hour he likes to go do that yeah. Yeah. Right. he's all yeah. big he's all big on his lines now yeah. now he critiques everybody on how the outfield looks because yeah. chase the, is like he cuts yeah. like snakes in the outfield oh <laughs> dude I, you know i got I cut snakes manager. on the highway when i'm driving people are beeping at me all the time like get out of my lane man he'll be you know? texting while he's cutting and yeah, uh, I just I just go. But it's funny because when Andrew and I go somewhere, we critique everybody's fields. Now. <laughs> I mean, we that's do. Right. We just we we're you know get off our lawn, people. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, we definitely it. do that. Uh, Stretch lady, Ali Faber. You know, it's done amazing things for Dylan and some of the other kids that have done it for. I mean, as far as keeping them on the field, um, you know, these athletes are bigger and stronger and faster. But you know, they train so hard that they don't necessarily go through all the proper steps to get themselves ready to play a game so they're tight they're tense you know they, they stretch but they don't stretch if you watch these kids they want to stretch for two minutes and oh start God. throwing and yeah you know you got to get your body ready to go so yeah. and and ali's been great uh pat fensum that uh 
you know, I'm getting phone calls for him all the time. And that was the performance coach that, uh, that we had on a few weeks ago, guy trained, uh, special ops, uh, soldiers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. 30 years in the military, green beret. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, you talk to him, you know, I, I always think if it's a green beret, it's like, you know, he's, he's going to come on and dress like, you know, <laughs> Rambo and whatever. This is, this is not it. Yeah. This this guy is just, yeah. he's been phenomenal. Um, He's taking the time to speak with a man and I every couple months, you know, about Dylan. And uh, it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's really cool. So we got some good people that are behind us in this whole scenario. Appreciate you guys. Todd, appreciate you stepping in one tool. Always he's, he's in here at 10, making sure everything goes on. Some days he's stressing out. Can't catch the internet, but uh, he pulls it off every week. So we're down in the dungeon. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we're in the studio, man. Yeah. But uh, well, we appreciate everybody listening to Schaefer Baseball Report another week, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch Happy up Easter, either everyone. Wednesday or Friday, Absolutely. whatever. We'll figure yeah. it out. But uh, peace out, thanks.